Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, you might have played Tamagotchi before, but for some of us who grew up in the early 2000s, we went for Neopets. Well, founded in 1999, Neopets is an immersive web based pet game where we raise our virtual pets, collect free items under the money tree, and of course, haggle for goods with virtual shopkeepers and get chased off for making an unreasonable bargain. Now, the online game was was a hit back then. According to Mashable, the game saw 25 million users at its peak. A lot has changed since, and Mashable said the firm saw daily active users worldwide strung to just 100,000 by 2017. Now, some of the mini-games on the website have also become unplayable after the discontinuation of Adobe Flash software in 2020. Now, internally, the firm has also seen multiple changes to its ownership. From being owned by Viacom, the parent company of Nickelodeon, in 2005, to Jumpstart Games in 2014, and thereafter by NetDragon, after it acquired Jumpstart Games. And when Jumpstart Games closed this June, the firm became independent after an undisclosed management buyout deal. Now, its new management now wants to change things up by restoring minigames and doubling down on the use of intellectual property in merchandise. It wants to bring Labs players back into Nopia and capitalize on the nostalgia former users had for Neopets. But how sustainable is nostalgia as a value proposition? And will it be heyday again for Neopets? Well, for more, I've got with me Dominic Law, CEO of Neopets. Dominic, welcome. Hey, Tian Tian. Thanks for having me here. Great to have you on board and so nostalgic when we talk about Neopets. We both played the game many years back. And uh, we've talked about Neopets as this immersive uh, web-based virtual pet game. But let's hear from you. How would you define Neopets' value proposition and business model right now in 2023? And uh, does the firm still generate revenue from in-game purchases? Yep, that's correct. Um, So we have a lot of users actually that played Neopets all these years and never left us. Uh, We we have a great kind of community that, uh, that has been held together uh, within the game. And that's kind of one of the main revenue source is to like selling kind of like the in-game uh, merchandises, the in-game items, and also their subscription and advertising revenue from the website. And since uh, this new team took over, we're already back on like great, uh, I would say traffic uh, in terms of returning to the site. Uh, we're now uh, a top 15 US video gaming website. Uh, we're also seeing a lot of like returning users coming back to the sites because of nostalgia, as you pointed out. Uh, also, um, that would uh, be kind of like the main uh, uh, short-term strategy is to have our returning users to come back to say hi to their to their childhood friends and to say hi to their long-loved pets and engage with the IP. Uh, I would say the main value proposition for Neopets is that we're one of the first. Uh, internet-based, browser-based uh, MMORPG game out there. And we're probably one of the very handful of them that is surviving the years. And we've been able to preserve the early internet culture uh, in a game that has been uh, ongoing for mo- close to 25 years. And that is a, a very interesting kind of like a game that for users to come back to enjoy their childhood, to experience uh, their childhood memory. But it's actually also very interesting as an escapism for users to come back, to get away from the real world and to really uh, play something that's fun 
and simple, and it's very casual that you can explore the world of Neopia and enjoy a lot of mini games, uh, but also just as a platform for you to get away from the real world. And because Neopets was built back in the days uh, during the early internet culture, we actually it's been very pure in the sense that it's mainly a game for entertainment and fun. Unlike a lot of the new games that are built in the modern days where it capitalizes on a lot of like microtransaction, capitalizes on how to get uh, users to be addicted very quickly, uh, but it might not have the long-term gameplay and it actually lacks the authenticity uh, that we have as, a, as an IP. So I think those are kind of the main uh, value proposition for Neopets. Mm, I love how you mentioned about escapism and also how simplicity is much appreciated in today's day and age. Um, but I do want to take us back to July this year, Dominic, where you and your team bought Neopets from NetDragon WebSoft. I believe it's also your former employer. What was the rationale behind that management buyout, of course, beyond sentimental value? I understand you told CNBC that despite that shrinking user base, the game still has over a million active users. Tell us more about that. Yeah, sure. So uh, when I joined NetDragon uh, a little bit more than three and a half years ago, I know that Neopets IP would be under one. Uh, it's kind of like under the depart one of the departments that's under the uh, 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 sorry education technology department, and that's the main the mandate for me is to help uh, NetDragon to restructure uh, this department and kind of like seek new strategy to unlock value. And, and knowing that Neopets, uh, beyond sentimental value, I've been getting involved with the, the Neopets team, uh, the Jumpstart team who has been running it, and also kind of the community members who've been uh, our players and the long-term loyal supporters. So after getting to look deeper into the numbers, I came up with like a, a, a longer-term business model uh, and a business plan to really convince the senior management at NetDragon to see that there's a lot of value that can that we could unlock if if this is done correctly. So I, I convinced them, persuaded them uh, to allow the management team to kind of like buy buy out this company and also spin it off from from NetDragon so that we can run much faster, be a lot more agile, and work a lot more closely with our community members to really bring Neopets back to its glory days. And the main reason that we see is that like a lot of things that has happened to Neopets is due to the lack of management focus. Uh, for example, there's never been a GM or a CEO of Neopets in the past I would say almost past 10 years, it's always been part of like a, a bigger entity, but there hasn't been enough dedication and the strategy just for this IP alone. Uh, so spinning it out uh, and allowing kind of like a much better focus on really delivering what's best for the Neopets IP and also what's best for our community and being a lot more transparent and working closely with our community members have made us uh, much easier to fast track the upgrades, reprioritize what needs to be redeveloped. Uh, so including uh, we've been able to use like modern technology, like a Ruffle emul like Flash emulator to bring back more than 100 mini games in the past few months. So there are a lot of things that could be done. And that's kind of the things that we've seen, uh, the potential uh, during my days at NetDragon, uh, convincing me that this is the right move beyond just a sentimental reason that I'm a long-term Neopets player back in the day as well. Yeah, and I know uh, earlier we were talking about management and you cited poor management as one of the reasons behind Neopets' downfall in the past decade or so as well. Uh, as you said earlier, some of the games that we love to play before has become unplayable when uh, Adobe Flash Player ended in 2020. What needed then to be fixed to return Neopets to its former glory? What are you working on right now? 
so there's actually a three pillar strategy uh, coming to reviving this IP. So first of all, it's really what we call fixing the classic site. Uh, over the years, the infrastructure has struggled to keep up with times. Uh, a lot of content has been unplayable, even though there's a very kind of like like very like intricate uh, game. Although it's simple, but there's actually a lot of lores, a lot of ways of playing Neopets differently, uh, depending on where you are and how you want to play it. Uh, so one of the key strategies is to really fix the classic game, uh, and with that, it means upgrading the infrastructure, bringing back a lot of uh, discontinued contents uh, that. Kind of like uh, that were broken because of the demise of flash content. Uh, also, we want to make sure that we're we're keeping updates and giving new features inside the game to make it interesting for our most core user base, uh, the the one million active users, to really keep engaging with the IP, to spend and have fun inside the game. So that's kind of like the short term, kind of like six months, six to twelve months strategy is to focus on the first pillar. The second pillar is really to keep up with the times and invest into building this brand. And a big part of that would be introducing uh, merchandise, working with great partners to launch new products so that we can reach uh, a lot of our LAPS users. Uh, so at our peak, we actually have one, more than 150 million registered users, players on our platform. Uh, so these are kind of like the users that we want to target to re-engage with the IP. It might be hard to get them to play the classic game because uh, they're, for all the reasons they've graduated from the IP. But with the brand recognition and the, the, the brand emotions that we have with our, with our former used players, there's a lot of things that we can do that they can uh, re-experience re, re um, the magic of Neopets through like uh, real life merchandise or through other forms of entertainment. So that's like the second pillar strategy is to really uh, build the brand and making sure that um, we can uh, potentially monetize on it as well. And the third pillar of the strategy is the longer term plan to really building up new experiences uh, for, for the Neopets IP, including uh, mobile games, including uh, other form formats of games that we can use to attract new generations of players and really introducing Neopets to the next generation uh, and turning this IP into a cross-generational IP. Mm. And we'll talk a little bit more about cross-generation uh, IP in the later questions, but let's take a look at the wider business environment for now. Uh, Dominic, the gaming scene, as we know, has changed drastically over the years. We've got cloud gaming, mobile gaming right now, and it's way different from the mini games that we used to play in the early 2000s, right? How would you position Neopets in today's gaming industry in order to stay profitable for the long term? Yeah, I think there's um, there's two ways to look at this. Um, so it's interesting to see that in the gaming environment these days, some of these long-term IPs actually have a lot of potential and to stay profitable uh, because a lot of our users have been playing Neopets for more than 15 to 20 years. So the active user base has always stuck around with Neopets regardless of the decaying and the downfall in the past decade. Uh, so these are the users that are the most core to our IP, and we will always try to deliver content to make them engaged and make sure that they have a fun and uh, entertaining time while playing the classic game. And in terms of the kind of like fresh content, those are the ways that we're trying to bring in kind of like the near-term lapse users. People who left Neopets within the five years, within these five years, they, they have like, strong emotional attachment to the IP. And if we can introduce, uh, reintroduce kind of like 
interesting features and fresh content, uh, those are the users that can be easily attracted back with like, for example, like a mobile app version of some of our games or kind of like new experiences based on this IP, but it will be interesting genre for them. Uh, so these are kind of like all the new game experiences that we're building out. And for the some for some of the new flagship games that we're building, it will take a little bit longer, maybe a year, another two, to really build out a, 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 a great game. Uh, so those would be kind of what we use to target uh, kind of like new generations of users. So I would say it's kind of like two kind of like different uh, strategy to making sure that we be able to attract uh, new users left, right, and center. Don't mind me just posing this question, Dominic. As much as we talk about nostalgia and trying a two-pronged approach, right? Most of the paying customers at this point in time seems to be the older crowd, which are players like perhaps you and me who used to play the game. We are now perhaps nearing our 30s. And Neopets as a game itself generally targets children. How do you get around this disconnect at this point in time, though? Yeah, I think there's um, there's two ways to look at this. Um, so it's interesting to see that in the gaming environment these days, some of these long-term IPs actually have a lot of potential and to stay profitable uh, because a lot of our users have been playing Neopets for more than 15 to 20 years. So the active user base has always stuck around with Neopets regardless of the decaying and the downfall in the past decade. Uh, so these are the users that are the most core to our IP and we will always try to deliver content to make them engaged and make sure that they have a fun and uh, entertaining time while playing the classic game. And in terms of the kind of like fresh content, those are the ways that we're trying to bring in kind of like the near-term lapse users, people who left Neopets within the five years, within these five years, they, they have like strong emotional attachment to the IP. And if we can introduce, uh, reintroduce kind of like interesting features and fresh content, uh, those are the users that can be easily attracted back with like, for example, like a mobile app version of some of our games or kind of like new experiences based on this IP, but it will be interesting genre for them. Uh, so these are kind of like all the new game experiences that we're building out. And for the some for some of the new flagship games that we're building, it will take a little bit longer, maybe a year, another two, to really build out a, 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 a great game. Uh, so those would be kind of what we use to target uh, kind of like new generations of users. So I would say it's kind of like two kind of like different uh, strategy to making sure that we be able to attract uh, new users left, right and center. Mm, and if you're capitalizing or positioning your company as an entertainment company, focusing on the IPs more so than the games, right, the characters, uh, what is then your pipeline of new characters going forward? I mean, if we look at the likes of Disney DreamWorks, right, they have, for instance, to target the older crowd, they have the original characters like Mickey Mouse. And then down the road, you have characters like, you know, Elsa, Anna from Frozen targeting their children. What is next for you? Well, I would say we, we actually want to invigorate uh, the original characters that we've always had. I mean, we have more than 55 Neopets species and over like, like thousands of like pet pet species, like pet pets are like pets for Neopets. So we have a lot of characters and there's a lot of breath and depth with the IP already. The way I look at it is that, for example, like, like, like Pokemon, I mean, the main characters is always Pikachu. They've always, in they've introduced a lot of new Pokemons over the years, but Pikachu itself is probably 80% of the brand share. And that's kind of the way we look at it. Like for Neopets, we actually need to build up more hero characters. Uh, like a lot of people have their own beloved uh, Neopets characters, 
uh, out of the 55 species. Uh, so we like what we're like one of our strategies is to really make sure that we need to build kind of like better hero characters out of the Neopets IP to make this whole IP a lot more immediately recognizable. And I think that's what that would be our focus, at least in the short and in, in the near term. And uh, if I may follow up, uh, Dominic, if we look at where Neopets is heading, a lot of focus on IP, a lot of focus on the characters. Should the characters become more financially important than the games itself? Would it then mean that Neopets will now double down as an entertainment company looking at things like, for instance, a lot on merchandise, a lot on even, you know, maybe even creating content like movies going forward? I mean, the aspiration is always to become a much bigger uh, kind of like entertainment IP, like uh, like other successful gaming IPs have been able to achieve. For example, like like Pokemon, Super Mario, like all these are like great IPs that started with gaming, but eventually expanded uh, the business empire into a lot of things. But at the at the core of these gaming IP is to have like really fun and entertaining games, and that would still be the core of Neopets. We've always been. Uh, a game that's like very casual in the casual segment. It's fun and entertaining, and that would still be where we invest most of our resources to build up new game experiences, uh, to 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 upgrade the original game, the original Neopets classic game, to make it entertaining. I think that would still be our focus, and that would be one of the main differentiation for Neopets compared to uh, other IPs uh, that doesn't have the gaming arm. Uh, but of course, we'll also love to explore how we can bring Neopets into other formats. For example, like uh, animation series, animated series, uh, short form entertainment, or even eventually going onto the big screen. Those are definitely aspirations that we'll love to uh, consider and build towards in, in the long run. Mm. Um, Dominic, seems like it's just early days uh, since you guys acquired the, the firm in that management buyout deal about four months since. But um, so far, how have have your efforts to revamp the firm bore fruits. I mean, uh, you've seen user engagement revenue reaching a five-year high. Tell us more about that. How far is Neopets from reaching its heyday again? Well, I mean, we're, we're it's very early on in this journey. Uh, we're calling it a Neopets renaissance. It will take it will, it will take some time before we can reach our heyday again and hopefully uh, reach new peaks again. Uh, it's only been four months, but we've seen uh, tremendous momentum. Uh, so as you mentioned, uh, it's back to a five-year peak in terms of our user engagement. We're seeing a lot of uh, returning users. Currently, we're actually uh, back to a top 15 video gaming website now. Uh, we're seeing uh, people spending more time uh, in the game uh, with some of our infrastructure fixes, some of our new features that we've rolled out. And we've also been able to leverage on new technology uh, and kind of like open source technology to revive uh, more than 100 mini games. So the positive momentum has has helped us a lot. And we're very confident that we can continue to bring this legacy back. And also, uh, it will take time for us to build out the new gaming experiences. There's a gazillion things that we need to fix in the game. So it's all about how we prioritize and deliver. Uh, but I would like to something that we haven't talked too much about is like how we've been a lot more involved with the community. Uh, so we've launched a community ambassador program. We've been a lot more transparent with the community, trying to get updates, uh, trying to deliver more updates and get feedback for, for us. So we've learning from the community as much as we're delivering kind of like upgrades uh, for our users. But the, but the pleasure of really working alongside our community and being in this together to bring Neopets back to its glory days has been a very uh, exciting journey. And, and we're really confident that uh, with the right uh, prioritization and with the right resources invested into this IP, there's a lot that we could achieve. 
Mm. And uh, you talked about a gazillion things to do. And I think to the consumers, there are also a gazillion things to expect. For one thing, you plan to launch a 3D simulator game for Neopets. There is even a collaboration with the Monopoly board game coming up in 2024. So before we let you go, Dominic, what can we expect for Neopets for the rest of this year and into the next? Yeah, so we just uh, celebrated our 24th birthday, and then we kickstarted our kind of like countdown to our 25th anniversary. Uh, we'll be throughout the, the 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 throughout the next year until November next year when we are actually 25 years old. Uh, so we're launching a lot of uh, new and exciting things during this year, including uh, the Monopoly uh, board game that you mentioned. We're also we've been working with Upper Deck to launch a brand new uh, physical trading card game. Uh, in, in kind of like the second and third quarter next year. Uh, so we've been developing this game for more than two years, and it will be one of the biggest launch of our of, of a Neopets product and bringing Neopets to kind of like the tabletop uh, uh, playing cards and also trading cards. Uh, so we're very ex- ex- excited about all these new collaborations and new products that we're launching. Uh, and also uh, the new games, we're launching uh, a new mobile games, um, and then we're we also have like better infrastructure to tie all Neopets uh, experiences together with uh, with uh, kind of like a, a better uh, login system and uh, upgrading our security. So I would see I would say for our users, uh, please expect that there will be updates on our fronts and upgrading uh, the whole Neopets experiences. Uh, a lot of fun and exciting things coming for us as well. Right, uh, I better go and take a look at my pet later on. Thanks a lot, Dominic. That was Dominic Law, CEO of Neopets. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM eighty nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.